Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Pajama Party. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. Getting ready for the weekend. All right. I know that's right. All right. It'll be a hot one, too. Mm. It's been hot all week. Hot everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what's up with this heat wave. I know that's right. Um, summertime, mm-hmm. maybe? Or? Yeah. I mean, but this has been, like, abnormal. Yeah. Fires popping up joke. everywhere. It's all dry. It's been crazy. Yeah, for sure. They showed a barge in Italy, I think. July, you know, it was a, a barge in Italy that has been that sunk like during World War Two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now it's visible. That's how low what? the water has gotten. That thing was in the bottom of some body of water yeah, since World War Two. Yeah. Now you can see it just by looking outside. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Man, if people still think global warming is a made-up situation, mm-hmm. they need to slap themselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. let me get off of that soapbox. Okay. How you doing, Papa Didi? I'm good. And you, Kevin? I can't complain. All righty. Well, I'm doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ready for the weekend. All right, I know that's right. All righty. Uh, let's see. I guess... Uh, we're doing an abbreviated show tonight. We're not taking calls. Yeah. So I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, let's see. Want to go into the rundown, Kel? Sure. I'm going to have a problem with it. All right. Three, one, two, All right. Hit it. All right. We're going to get into our in-focus topics. we got quite a bit tonight, three interesting topics. Um, too bad you guys can't weigh in on it, but anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cocktail of the week was popping with Papa D, of course. Uh, of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news, some interesting weird news. Um, I'm just saying with red wine, I guess she's going to have a surprise for us. She's going to give us something. Um, living for the City with Papa D, I got quite a bit with the Hollywood wrap-up, um, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax. Get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to get right into In Focus. Okay. All right. I'm All right. Ready. All right. Oh, I'm up first. I sure want it. Okay. All right. I'll go. Let's talk about this Sesame Place controversy. Mm. Now, this hot has been mess. an interesting story. That's a hot mess. Yes. Now, okay, so here's what here's what had happened was. Uh-huh. Um, the woman who, uh, well, this is a follow-up on the story, if you've been following it during the week. Mm-hmm. The woman who accused the performer at Sesame Place of ignoring her daughter and niece is denying the park's explanation of the incident, saying that it was not just a little misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the park, which is in the Philadelphia area, 
is, uh, you know, it's based on the uh, TV show Sesame Street. Okay. So it's called Sesame Place. So the park is now coming under fire after uh, the woman's name is Jody Brown. She shared a video uh, of a performer dressed like the character Rosita, which is the Spanish uh, character on Sesame Place. Right. So Rosita, that's the one in the pink, uh, appeared to dismiss Miss Brown's daughter and niece, who are black, during the Sesame Place parade. Mm. So in the video, which went viral like everywhere, uh, you see the character Rosita performing apparently a gesture like a no gesture mm-hmm. to the girls, to these little brown girls, after high-fiving and interacting with several other guests who were white. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that video was crazy. And uh, so Ms. Brown told CBS News that when the character walked away from her children, she stopped recording uh, her video and went and asked for a supervisor. But she said the girls wanted to know what they did wrong right. to warrant being dismissed by Rosita like that. And wow. she had to try to come up with some kind of explanation and telling them it's okay, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, I'm going to speak with the manager and find out what happened. And then she said the girls were sad and heartbroken, and you could see it on their face. If you saw them in the video, when Rosita gave them that no sign with her hand and walked on, the girls turned back to to Miss Brown like, well, what, what was that? What what did we do? Mm. It was sad. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. So Sesame Place is saying that the performer was not directing the no gesture at the two young girls, but said it was a response to somebody else in the crowd who was repeatedly asking the performer to hold their baby for a photo, which is not allowed at the park. So Sesame Place says the Rosita character did not intentionally ignore the girls and is devastated by the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the park has spoken with uh, Ms. Brown or Ms. Brown's family. You know, they got a lawyer involved now. Mm-hmm. And the park has apologized and invited them to come back to the park to meet the characters. Oh. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's kind of devastating to a child because, I'm, I'm sorry, you're Yeah, I mean, that's, they, that's it. Right. You know, she's just saying that uh, she's refuting, she being Miss Brown, right. is refuting Sesame Place's version because she's saying that, no, she's saying, no, no, standing next to me, there was nobody else, there was nobody near her mm-hmm. that was asking for a photo or asking anybody to hold a baby to do anything. Right. So she's basically calling bull on right. Sesame Place's explanation there. Go ahead with your comment. But I, I, at first I thought it was, you know, what was the big deal? Mm-hmm. When I saw it, these were kids. Like, you know, why are you, you know, not coming to us? They might have been their favorite character or something. And all of a sudden, this character is like, nope, like Felicia, bye. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But so you, so they're trying to say the person behind them, she was saying, making a gesture to the person behind them or something. Sesame Place is saying that there was someone else in the crowd Mm-hmm. who was asking if Rosita would hold their baby so they could take a picture. Oh, okay. And right. she's saying, they're saying, they, Sesame Place, is right. saying that Rosita's gesture of no right. was to that person. Right. But I saw that video right. several times. There was no one behind them. And if it was, her no gesture wasn't up like this. 
It was no right over the kids' heads. Right. And then she gave the high five to the white lady, but then when she passed the black kids, it was like, I don't want to be bummed. Right. It's like you come down to the little girls, and that no gesture was right over the heads of the little girls. And they don't understand. And then kept going. going. Right. They don't don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. I'm not not buying uh, Sesame Place as excellent. And I'm glad they got a lawyer because you think it's not a big deal, but it is to those children. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that they haven't done it before to somebody else? But this person is just making noise now, you know. So well, of course, now that this story has come out, other people are now showing their videos okay. of okay. similar incidents. Wow! They showed there was one video from a couple of years back where a character smacked a black girl upside the head. It wasn't real oh, yeah, hard. That was deep. Yeah, but the child still was struck by a character. Right. Now, of course, they're saying it was all accidental, but... Now, there was another character, Purple. I don't know what that character was, but they came up on the little girl, and the little girl was like a tiny girl. He knocked her down. He or she who was in the (laughs) costume knocked her down. I don't know. He helped pick her back up, but it's like you coming so fast and so close, you know, the costume hit her, but come on now. Was that intentional? Was that an act? Who knows? Because so. when you see stuff like this happen, now you start to question everything you've right. ever seen. And who is in those costumes? Exactly. You know, are they black? Are they white? Are they hiring racist people? Yeah. Or, or, or are they kids or adults or what? You know. And then to come back and say the character who was in the costume of Rosita is devastated yeah, well, by all this. I'm like, do we really care? Yeah, let me let me About what thing. this person is now feeling? First of all, the sad part about it with business is that Sesame Place is going to hide behind this whole move and use their power of whatever. They are refusing to let the character that was in the costume speak for themselves, for mm-hmm. one. They probably told them, all right, you just be quiet, don't say nothing. And obviously that's, going to, that's a young person who is shutting their mouth in threat of losing a job or whatever. I, well, I, I just think that losing a job is not, well, okay. I think because they're, they're an entity. Disney is up underneath an umbrella. So, yeah, they're going to tell this character to shut up. Yeah, but, but, but see, it all depends on how old, it all depends on how old that person is, that character, and their belief, their their views but on life. But they're not going to come out and say, yeah, I'm a racist, that's why I'm not. Oh, no, no, I ain't saying that racist old. thing. I mean speaking for yourself. I mean, if that person was a strong-willed person raised by a strong-willed person, that that person would leave Sesame Place and say, "Look, I'm gonna go talk to a TV station because I'm gonna, I want to clear myself of this here." Because see, when you got people speaking for you, it can backfire. Because after a while, if if Sesame Place starts to lose tread, mm-hmm. now they can go deeper into that person. Well, maybe that girl is. Well, we don't know her personally. Well, her name is Judy Brown. She's 26 years old. She only been with us for three months. You know what I mean? Because after a while, if they're if they're you know kahunas get too much in the vice, they can mess around and throw her under the bus. And I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking right. hypothetically, but right. what I'm saying is that you, you never know. Right. So today's world, even though you got the job, if it's not a solid lawyer, I'm the partner kind of thing, you you, you break away in some if, if you have to, but. Mm-hmm. You know what I found interesting is that now that this story has surfaced throughout the week, oh, every let me take across that's on every streaming service media. you can watch. Mm. Well, I should say black people. Well, not just black, 
but majority black people on social media are now calling for boycotts of Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, is that the entity of Sesame Street? Yes. Okay. They are part of the children's television workshop. Gotcha. So people are calling for boycotts at Sesame Place. Yeah. And and I, you know, I was reading some of these comments, and then one person finally said, "Well, how many black people really go to Sesame Place?" And I thought, "Yeah, you got a point there, mm-hmm. because even though it's open to all, mm-hmm. how many black folks are really?" up in there, I mean, percentage-wise. It's a small percentage. So, I mean, I'm, and I say that to say, even if black people decided to boycott it, is it going to really make a difference no, to their not. bottom line? It's, 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 because it's, the numbers it's gonna, aren't enough to make a difference. It's going to send a message, you know. Yeah, but not a financial message. It can hurt their reputation. Right, might start hurting them in the pocket, you never know. They might and it's not enough black like, people who go there to hurt their pockets. But they might, they don't they have characters and things like that that people buy? You know, toys and things like that? I mean, from Sesame Place, I mean, Sesame Street. Right. So but to go to that park, I'm just saying for the park. I, know, yeah, I, I guess we have to so, see. We're continue to follow yeah. the story. Because I'm interested now to see, like you said, the numbers. It might be more than what you really think. <laughs> be surprised. But, you know. Nah. So. I, I feel confident that it is not a large percentage of black folks who go, I mean, who probably have been at mm-hmm. least once, yeah, but, but I mean who frequent right. and go. Yeah, it's in Bucks County, Those Pennsylvania. It's, it's a very biracial area, and yeah. black people don't really frequent that place as much as you think they do. Mm-hmm. That's a real young Caucasian joint, because I used to live in Levittown. It's over there by the Oxford Valley Mall. Mm-hmm. What? Which oh, okay. is, represents Langhorn and all that. That's gonna be interesting though. I mean, like, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like we have ninety-nine other things to worry about. This is not one, but that's me personally. That's just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to anymore. If if you gonna treat me like that, yeah, it's just like that's a right. Kill it. Thing. Kill I'm, it. I'm not gonna go back. Kill it. Yeah. So, and that's what people were saying. They were like, right. if they're going to treat black folks that way, then how about black folks don't go there? Right. That's right. Just make it Case like that. Closed, Case closed, problem solved. There you go. All right. We'll move mm-hmm. on. What else is in focus this week? All right. You, we got go, Papa. Is that the ex-cop? You know, uh, this this story here borderlines on also on a Trump situation when people are sitting back watching Trump do his thing. Well, this is the same thing with these cops watching the uh, Oh, really? The gentleman that was, you know, that mm-hmm. that, that killed, uh, literally killed uh, Floyd. Uh, oh, yeah. He was one of the cops that was watching. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know that when you work anywhere, there's your supervisor and then there's you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the supervisor walks around. I don't know whether it's an insecure thing, but I've had supervisors myself in my life that they just feel like they're the dominant force in the room. Right. And everybody's beneath them. Right. And, um... These guys sat back and watched. But get on with the story. Ex-cop, his name is Lane, last name Lane. Mm-hmm. He gets two and a half years, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, he just went to, he was called to the thing watching, you know, the other gentleman do his thing. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Derek uh, Chauvin. Mm-hmm. Watching him kill George Floyd. So he's sitting back as the other. Remember, it's him. He's the the, the, uh, the Caucasian guy. There's the Asian guy. Uh, there's two Caucasian and one Asian gentleman. He's one of the Caucasian gentlemen. Anyway, a federal judge sentenced former uh, Minneapolis police officer uh, Thomas Lane to two and a half years in prison. Mm-hmm. All right, plus he got fired. Mm-hmm. All right, now he was just called out on a call as a partnership backup thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened Thursday for violating of George Floyd's civil rights, calling Lane's role in the restraint that killed George Foreman a very serious offense that he should have acted on. When he saw that George Floyd, George Floyd was losing breath mm-hmm. and losing his life and his life was going out of his body, right. he should have took some kind of action, even going as far as kicking Derek Chauvin off of him, right. saying that's enough. Right. But no, he didn't. He sat back there and acted like, Derek Chauvin was the lead dog in the whole smooth. Whatever I do, you know, what they say, do what I do, what I say, do, not what I do, or whatever, however that goes. Anyway, the judge's name was Paul uh, Mackelson. He sentenced, the sentence was just slightly more than the uh, 27 months that Lane's attorney had uh, requested, which prosecutors had asked for at least, uh, they wanted four, four and a quarter to five years. But he only got two and a half years, okay, the low end of the federal guidelines. And your guidelines is based on what troubles you've been in. So being a cop, he had no record, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So therefore, sentencing guidelines have to do with what you've done in your life. So he qualified, I guess, for that as far as the penal code levels is concerned. Right. He said Lane, who faces sentencing in September on state charges as well, okay, influence kid, he'll remain free on bond until he must turn himself in on October 4th. So they give him some time to get his faculties together before he goes to jail for two and a half years. Okay, and they said Lane, who was white, he uh, held Floyd's leg as Officer Derek Chauvin pinned Floyd down on the neck with his knee for nearly nine and a half minutes. So that made him an active participant. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Wasn't a watch thing. And this all happened, as you know, on May 25th, 2020. All right, bystanding video of Floyd, uh, who was black, pleaded that... uh, he could not breathe, sparking protesters in the area to say, do something. They yelled at him to do something, stop holding his leg, yada, 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 and he didn't go through, and George Floyd eventually died right there on the spot. Okay, so uh, two other officers, uh, J. Alexander Kwam and um, Tula Tango. So there's one Hispanic guy and one uh, Asian gentleman as far as race is concerned. They're also convicted of uh, violating George Floyd's, and they'll be sentenced later. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Two and a half years, that's all he got? Yeah, well, it's all about sentencing guidelines, you know. Now, now what did he do now? <laughs> he was holding his legs while while uh, Chauvin was, yeah, had his knee on his neck. neck. Mm-hmm. He was one of the other cops, and the other cops are going to be sentenced as well, so. Yeah, because one of them was his brother-in-law or something. There's some kind of connection. I, yeah. I can't remember now. What was the, the short guy that was standing there was his brother-in-law. He was, he was whose brother-in-law? Uh, uh, Derek Chauvin? Uh-huh. Because oh, wow. uh, he married a Hispanic woman. Yeah, something. Sister was married to his wife. He was married to the guy's sister. And then um, she ended up changing her name. Oh. He divorced him and changed his name and changed her name and everything because she was like a big prominent lawyer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was that mess, huh? Korean or something. She said, "I want no affiliation." Do, do you blame her? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Jeez. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. So that's interesting. Okay. Cheers. All right. Well, at least he got two and a half years. Cheers to that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody paying for something. Okay. <laughs> I heard that. All right. Yeah. So what was his name again? His name was uh, Lane, Lane, Lane. Thomas Lane. Thomas Lane, okay. Yep. two or three more left? It's two more left. Two more left. Mm. J. Alexander Quam and uh, T.O. Tylo, T-H-A-O. They get them all. Yeah, one of those must have been the um, brother. 
But that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. The the small the, world. I wonder the sister. I mean, how does she feel about you know? And you know, too, sometimes all that inner family connection is really was tied to a lot of the mess today. Not to say that they're with that or they're into that, but sometimes when it comes to people getting fired and stuff like that on jobs or jobs stopping to do corruption and all, there's always different connections that people aren't aware of. Right. That's allowing things to be like it is. So right. it's very interesting. Wow. That blows me away. All right. Um, let me see. This is an interesting story. A hundred years in the making. Sad, but this is a true one. Um, Beach was taken from a black couple, given back to the family 100 years later. Oh. We are returning stolen land. Shut up. No shit. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. about time. Nearly 100 years after a black couple was racially harassed and stripped of their California oceanfront resort in L.A. County. Okay. The land transfer concluded two years of work by activists, the family, and the city city officials who fought for the former, it was called Manhattan Beach Resort, to be returned to the family of Charles and Willa Bruce, who um, built this resort in 1912, a black couple. I think they bought it for a little enough, like $1,500, $2,000. And, you know, a lot of prominent blacks would come to this beach. Uh, They had a ceremony and everything, and they go on to say, we have set the precedent in the pursuit of justice a member of the Board of Supervisors who helped lead the effort to return the land. Okay. So black and white trying to come together here. hundred years later, um, the official uh, transfer of land to legal heirs and great-grandsons, Marcus and Derek Bruce, came after the L.A. County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to return ownership on June 28th. L.A. County says the agreement allows property to be leased back to the county for 24 months with an annual rent of $413,000 and list the county's right to purchase the land for up to $20 million. I mean, these properties are, are, are worth a lot of money. Um, it goes on to say, um, this was back in the day. After purchasing the land in 1912, Willa and Charles Bruce built the first resort for black people on the West Coast. At one point, members of the KKK attempted to burn down the property and the Bruce's were constantly harassed by white neighbors. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. So the Manhattan Beach Board of Trustees took the land in 1924 through eminent domain. Here we go again. Sound like Mr. Trump with plans to build a park. Now they're going to build a park. The Bruce's property was condemned and demolished in 1929. Okay. However, the city did nothing with the land, and it was transferred to the state of California in 48. Okay. So the land was transferred again in 1995 to the county, this time with restrictions on further transfers that could only be lifted through state legislation. What y'all think about it? I'm just glad they finally got it back. Yeah. Because that was literally stolen from them. Yeah. And they know it. That's Let me tell you something. There's a lot of things in this world that were stolen mm-hmm. that would never be uncovered. And there's a lot of big names that own a lot of stuff. You look at stuff like a Target and all that. I mean, back in the day in Philadelphia, we had stores like uh, Lit Brothers, Gimbals, 
there was all kinds of names, Strawberries and Clovers. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of them before. Mm -hmm. Strawberries and Clovers was a rich family up in the suburbs of Philadelphia mm -hmm. that had a thing. And then they broke off from one another, and then there was a store out called Clovers. You ever heard of Clovers? Mm -hmm. Clovers were part, part of Strawberries and Clovers, mm -hmm. and now they have discount stores called Clovers only because Strawberries and Clovers broke up. Broke up. And mm -hmm. these are people that, you know, Lip Brothers, Gimbals, Strawberries and Clovers, and the last one is Wanamakers. Mm -hmm. I've heard of Wanamakers. I've heard of that one. Wanamakers. All those, these are all big-time stores that was in the Philadelphia downtown area. Mm -hmm. Lip Brothers, Gimbals, Wanamakers, and Strawberries and Clovers. What was I think about this story? I mean, you know, I, I know what you're saying about, you know. Yeah, the whole, it, it, all, it all connects. Right, I got it. Because that. we don't, we as black people, we're so excluded from all the, the marketable things in the world that the crap that was going on inside the fishbowl mm -hmm. was unbelievable, mm -hmm. you know, and the things that are stolen and taken and all, we don't even know. And the, our, our ancestors have died off, so information is lost. Mm -hmm. So now, and, and half of us are whacked out or cracked out, so we ain't, dead. We ain't got no support on that end, mm -hmm. you know. So it's a lot of things, you know. But, uh, well, like I said, I'm just glad they got it back. I mean, it changed hands a lot of times. But now I'm wondering, like, so what are they going to do with it? Are they going to improve it? Yeah. Are they going to just sit on I mean. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you're laying in the hands of the great-grands, and they're probably in their 30s. Oh, oh yeah, so whatever the age. Where I'm are just they? Saying, once you put it back in, in private hands, now you can't rely on the city or the county or the state to handle certain things. You know, it's your property. you got to handle it. Right. right. So, well, um, if it's that big and bold, you need to call bigger people, you know, yeah, yeah. bigger it people helps. to help yeah, you. Yeah. When I say bigger people, I mean famous people. Yeah. Call Oprah, Denzel, Tyler good, Perry, yeah, yeah. people like that. They want to know? keep the generational wealth, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Tell look, y'all can use it to make movies, go, you know. It'll go well, I hope. That's a damn good idea. <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, you know, if this is not something that you're familiar with, you don't know the ins and outs of dealing with land like that, sure. you better call somebody who knows what's up. Because mm -hmm. before you know it, the next generation, you know, by the time mm -hmm. it gets to the next generation, it'll be done. But hopefully the city is going to help them navigate them through the process, so to speak. Um, yeah, cattle. <laughs> they said we just giving y'all niggas the damn land back. Yeah. We gonna help y'all ass. Yeah. And they ain't giving it. They have no choice. Cause, cause and they, I can see how they would sit back and just say, "Let them mess it up." Mm -hmm. And when it's all done, said and done, we'll get it back. So we'll just sit back and wait. But that's a that's a damn good idea. Well, the biggest thing to do is focus focus on paying the taxes. Yeah, that's the number one thing you got to do in life with anything. That was a good idea, though. Taxes. Yeah, get some yeah. people in there to, you know, lease it for five years to somebody, you know, at a strong price. Right, right. Let get them make money, money off it. Yeah. That way, that money that you get, you bank it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, lease it out for um, groups that want to have events, private events. Well, like you said, movies, hey. Stay exactly. strong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, private events, whether it's like for the NAACP or the um, the Deltas, you know, like those big organizations that have money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right, where are we? We're down to cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week. We, we, we need Ooh. one after that, huh? Yeah, I'm about ready to raise my glass. Okay
All right, what you got for us this week? This one is it's just uh, pretty simple. <laughs> okay. We're going to stay in the gin family. <laughs> oh, we're not going brown this week? We're we, we, we making brown liquor, but it's, it's hot, so we're going to go to the gin. Okay. It's called Foghorn Mixed Drink. The Foghorn is the great classic cocktail of the New York Waldorf Astoria Hotel made famous. It's a very simple mixed drink that brings gin and ginger beer together. Mm. Fans of the vodka-based Moscow Mule will find it familiar. Okay, so what we have here looks very refreshing. Two ounces of old corn or London dry gin. Mm, I would drop Bombay Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. my favorite. <laughs> um, a half an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. Four ounces of ginger beer or ginger ale for ginger beer. Lime wedge for garnish. Okay, right. that's it. Very simple. Wow. So. Gather the ingredients, pour the gin and lime into an ice-filled old-fashioned glass. Stir well, top with ginger beer or ginger ale, and garnish it with that lime wedge. That's all. Okay. Sweet and simple. And what's it called? It's called the Foghorn Mixed Drink. Foghorn. Foghorn. Foghorn Mixed Drink. Okay. All right. Let's hear it for the fall cool mixed drink. And let's play it. All cool mixed. Okay. Doesn't sound too hard. I think I could actually not mess that one up. Okay. <laughs> <Are you> sure. <laughs> well, I might need some help. Mm-hmm. I have to get the bartender to help me out. Low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low, low, low. I think he's off tonight. Mm-hmm. But okay. All right. Well, with Papa, what's popping? What's popping? Uh-oh. Okay. He's gonna piggyback off of something. I know he is. <laughs> All right, Papa Didi. Uh, you're up. You I know, know um, I was telling Kettle earlier about an experience I had at Home Depot, and I'm just gonna put this person on blast because I. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Home Depot; it's the fact that people just ain't listening to us. Because, you know, like like Red Wine says in her different segments, you title them. I'm going to title this segment, uh, Was You Listening to What I Said? Or Did You Hear Me? Or the most comparable comment I would say is, Would You Do This to White People? Mm. You know? Okay. Because, wow. you know, we, we get in situations in stores and all or as ser- servers serving us, and any environment we may be in when we're trying to patronize, you know, and, you know, as black people, we are serious patronizers. Mm-hmm. We keep this world going financially, mm-hmm. believe me, yeah. especially the outtake of money. You know, we may not be on the intake receiving end of it, but we sure are on the outtake of it. We sure we drop that plastic and that money and that whatever all the damn time. Anyway, my question is, too, would you do this to white people? Mm-hmm. It seems like people that serve us don't have no patience with us. They they actually gonna tell us what they want to do with our money, and when we sit back and allow it because they think we moving slow, or you think you're so experienced and so quick on the draw. You know, I was in Home Depot and I put it on blast. I stopped over at one in Maryland, an area called uh, Lanham, let's say, or whatever they call it, Bowie. You know, um, and uh, the guy was returning something for me. And I had paid for the substance on two different cards. You know, I broke down my major bill. So 
So he asked me what card you want to put it back on because the bill had two different cards on it. And I was going to pick the one that I wanted, and he already made a choice for me. And he tapped something, and he started giving me back my receipt. I said, what did you do? Just like that, I said, what did you do? First of all, you're asking me a question. Now you're handing me back my receipt, which means that you finished my transaction. Well, how are you going to finish my transaction when you ask me a friggin' question? I don't want to curse because I don't want. I went to the doctor today. They told my blood pressure was right on point. <laughs> I ain't trying to raise it. Okay. I said, "What did you do?" Oh, I chose the such and such card. Oh. I said, "Did I tell you to do that?" Well, sir, you know, I just went on and you just went on and spent my money. And how about you pay for it? You went on and 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 went into and violated my life. And like I said, like I said in the beginning of the segment, would you do this to white people? No, you wouldn't. Because if a white man stood there and you asked him the same question you asked me, your young black ass would be patronizing him so much that you would say, sir, what card do you want to put that on? You would wait until that white man gave your black ass an answer with your step and fetch it ass. Mm-hmm. And you would let the white man tell you what you want to do, and you would say, oh, yes, sir, sir. Yes, sir, sir. I'm going to put it on the card you requested. But black people, you think your black ass run me? Black man? No, you don't run me. Okay? So do yourself a favor. Black people around the world in customer service, I don't care whether you're a flight attendant, um, hotel reception, whatever, whatever you do. When people come to that counter, you don't know who or what we are. You don't know our self-worth, and you sure don't know our anger level. And you don't know what we got in our back pocket when it comes to laptops or anything else to write that corporate office to have your damn job. Sure, it's black on black crime, but I will get your black ass fired. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying black because it happened to me from a young black man. Damn, brother, if you're going to ask me a question, give me a chance to answer. Don't make a decision for me. Okay, that transaction could have been $200 as opposed to $19. And you threw $200 on the wrong card. Okay, now. So you fucked me up. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, man. And we are so, you know, it's this the term that Black Lives Matter, it really has to pertain to every single person, even black people on black people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because we get, we get chastised by our own people. We get judged. We get judged. People see black people going, oh, my God, I hate black folks coming in. What do you want? But then when, black, when white people come in, you, 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 you know, you, you know, please. Stop patronizing. Okay. Anyway, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't let you bored now. Um, I'll start. Weird news. We're going to lighten it up. Oh, okay. Hey, let's kick it off. Kick it off? Yeah. We're going to lighten it up. Lighten it Papa up. Papa gave me something heavy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. It was a good, good, good one. Good one. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's get weird. All right, emus on the run again. Here we go with these emus. 
Those those animals that they show on the um, what's that commercial? Oh, that's the one from Liberty Mutual. Uh, yeah. Is he on the run? I guess so. A flightless oh. bird was was stuck using its two feet as it darted through traffic during an escape in Houston. Oh, oh wow. my goodness. Police said they responded to a traffic hazard when residents spotted an emu roaming the city streets. This was uh, on Thursday. Police were eventually able to get the emu and return it to its owner. Oh, people own these things? Yeah, how do you it's own an actual emu? bird. I know it is, but how do you own it? And that one on TV is very trained. I know. Very trained. So the emu wasn't the only animal to make a surprise cameo in Houston this week. Days earlier, a doorbell camera captured a group of cows mosaying through a Houston neighborhood. Okay, what? I'm through. Cows running through the neighborhood, mosaying <laughs> through the neighborhood. Who's the hey? People on the run. Ah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. All in Houston. Y'all watch out in Houston. Yeah, you better watch yourself. And it's been hot down in that area. Wow. That's oh, probably why these animals are on the run. Yeah. They're trying to get some relief, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, um, wait, I have to add this one. I did see an, a story on CBS. I think it was CBS. forgot what it was on. Anyway, uh... Yeah, CBS, where this wild boar was stuck in a pond, I think, a lake or a pond or something. The water wasn't that deep, but apparently the wild boar was stuck. So this whole group of people, like fire rescue type folks, got together to rescue the boar, and they had finally roped him and were trying to pull him up out of there. And he was kind of a husky one. He was pulling back against them, looked like, like, if you're stuck, you would think he want to get out, but it was so hot, I think he preferred staying in the water. Oh, okay. So when they finally got him on land, he started fighting everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were all jumping back, trying to right. calm him down, and then they had to, you he, know. He might have thought going. he was trying to get captured. Or something. I don't know. He, he, was, he was delusional because it was so hot. I, I think so. He was not about that pulling him out the water thing, right. but anyway. All right. What you got over there, Oh, oh, man. This Okay, this one's coming out of Israel, mm. and this is definitely weird, at least to me. A bizarre trend is taking hold in Israel. The families of fallen soldiers are having their deceased loved one's sperm harvested mm. with the hope that one day the extracted sperm will be used to father a child. According to Bloomberg, a few dozen children have already been born this way, and reportedly hundreds of Israeli women are volunteering to carry the children, and in some cases even to mother these children. And the Middle Eastern States Parliament passed a preliminary legislation supporting the practice back in March, paving the way for even more widespread use of this practice. They say we may eventually expand this to the rest of society, but we're starting with the military because they take men, 18 to 21, and we tell them, you serve your country by law. If something happens to you, we take care of you. And if you die, we take care of your parents and your children. Mm-hmm. So now we have the technology so that if you don't have a child and you want to leave one, we can give that to your wife or parents. So some countries have outlawed similar procedures while U.S. regulations vary between states. But as Bloomberg reports, most U.S. frameworks for similar procedures are reserved for widows, not usually the dead man's parents. Mm-hmm. But in Israel, by contrast, it's the parents of these young men that are fighting for the rights to have grandchildren. 
mm-hmm. which is raising eyebrows for some people. So you're saying when this person, if this person passes, they can extract the sperm from that person? Yeah. They have the technology to harvest the sperm mm-hmm. from dead soldiers. Right. And eventually, I guess, you know, through in vitro fertilization. I, I, I wonder, is there a time frame? Because after a while, everything dies. I guess they have to do it quickly, like when you harvest organs. Mm -hmm. They probably would have to, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. It must be. I'm sure you can't just, you know, wait indefinitely. I mean, that's like, wait a minute. You're harvesting sperm and volunteers will carry this child. And this is at the the bequest of the parents Mm -hmm. because they want grandchildren. So if they're denied the opportunity to have a grandchild because their son was killed in war, mm-hmm. now they have the option through this. Interesting. That's some weird stuff, I mm-hmm. think. But I didn't even think it was legal in the U.S. Apparently, it varies from state to state. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? who knew? I didn't know. Did you know that, Papa Didi? Not at all. Yeah, that's news to me. All mm-hmm. right. What's your uh, weird news, Papa Didi? Man, this is crazy. I don't know how y'all slip this to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the real reason. It's those interns, I tell you. Female and what is it? Anacondas eat their mates. Did you know that sixty percent of mating encounters between a springbok of mantis end with the female decapitating the male and devouring his severed head? Wow! Damn. Now what is that? Is it an animal? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to explain. It's It's crazy. Yeah, anaconda. That's snake and all. But apparently, there are evolutionary benefits of the phenomenon that ensures that the longevity of the offspring's life. Wow. Okay. Providing the mother with nutrients and sufficient food storage to produce a healthy life, and and uh, as they call a a boar stanima her to, you know, to continue to produce and to survive. Mm-hmm. So, the, eat the male so the female, uh, obviously the female don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, okay? Uh, the, black, the black widow, spider, scorpions, grasshoppers, and beetles also engage in this practice that the scientists refer to as uh, sexual cannibalism. Mm. Yeah, I've heard of black widow spiders doing okay, that. Okay, they say according know. to all their interests, Female green anacostas have been observed eating their male counterparts on numerous occasions following sexual intercourse. Wow. Okay. A full 30% of her body weight goes into making babies. So she says, look, if I'm going to put all this out to make produce children, I'm killing your ass. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. According to all that interest, interest, according to all that is interesting. A female green anacosta will forego eating anything throughout the entirety of her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, around seven months. All right. Yeah, they go without eating for seven months. Mm. So she's bulking up for some quick and effective protein from her meat. <laughs> okay. As it, it, as it turns out, the male anacostas of a slightly smaller size than her own just so happened to be the perfect dish for her to bring back anything she lost through pregnancy, activity, or just life itself. Damn. Does the male anacostas? 
I don't think they know. Uh, when, they, when they have sex they with her. They don't have a motherfucking clue. Excuse me. They probably come to her like, yeah, baby, I'm ready for you. And she you was like, oh, I'm ready for you. Bite your damn head off. Yeah, she's like, all right, that was good. Was it good for you? Now I'm going to eat you. But you know what? There's some animals that do that because the... um. I had some black mollies one time, the, the fish. Mm-hmm. And if you don't separate the mother and the babies, she'll eat her babies. I don't understand that, but it's just, I don't know what what's in her mind. We don't know, but I'm saying wow. you got to separate the okay. mother and the babies. She'll, she'll you know, produce them, push them out, but then all of a sudden she raised all these. around and eat them. She look at them and go, oh, food. <laughs> Probably. But maybe something like that, like protein. Like they, that's what they thinking. Man, that's some wild stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, we learned all kind of stuff today. Uh, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, look, you can learn a lot of stuff when you got to hey, to the pajama party. That's right. Teach you guys a whole, right, a whole lot stuff. of stuff. And don't forget, we're all over the podcast, so yes. you can find us where? Stitcher, Deezer, yep. Google, yep. iHeart, yep. Apple. Apple. Mm-hmm. We all over the place. I think I'm missing one, but yeah, wherever you get your favorite podcast, we're there. Yes. So check us out. Okay, where are we going next? But you read one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we're not taking any uh, uh, calls tonight. All right, Red Wine, um, you ready? Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Red Wine, but I'm just saying. Sure. All right, so tonight I got one about what's in a name. Oh. Now, this this is all about um, a situation that happened with um, a sister whose name is Notori. She posted this on social media and was talking about how she had been applying repeatedly, trying to get a job at Target, where some folk call Target. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get this job at Target, and they kept on rejecting her application. Mm-hmm. So she said, you know what, I bet if they thought I was white or something other, I could get this job. So she reapplied, and instead of reapplying with her name, Notori, she applied as Tori, Mm. T-O-R-I, and put her ethnicity as mixed. Wow. She got the interview. Shut up. Just like that. Wow. I believe it. I really believe it. So I'm just saying, what's in a name? Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that parents Mm. need to think about. Mm-hmm. When you decide to name your children these names that you think are so unique and so cute, sometimes, I mean, that's cool, but you have to think about eventually they're not going to be three, four, five years old. They're going to be a grown person. Mm-hmm. And now they have this name that easily identifies them as black. Mufasa. You know, it's like if, if you name them something that is easily identifiable as black, it might be a problem. It's not guaranteed to be a problem, but like she just proved, sometimes it can be a flag. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it makes things a little more difficult for folks. Because, when you know, I think it was, uh, was it Shakespeare who said, what's in a name, or am I thinking about a rose? Anyway, when you think about the value of a name, mm-hmm. that name follows you unless you decide to legally change it. That's true. But, you know, I just think we have to think about it. Now, I remember uh, years ago, one of my cousins had a good friend who was all messed up on crack. He had a baby, and this was back in the 70s, 80s. She named that baby. It was a girl, and this was a black woman. 
she named that baby Ayatollah Khomeini. Oh, my God. Because that was in the news. She so kept popular. seeing that name. And she didn't realize that this was the an evil ruler uh, oh uh, in Iran at the time. Oh but she kept hearing that name and thought it sounded cool. So that's what she put on that child's birth certificate. Mm, mm. First name Ayatollah, middle name Khomeini, Khomeini. last name was something Khomeini. like Jackson. Mm. You know, I'm like, who? Why? Why? I'm just saying, what's in a name? It has value. You know, in Africa, people name their children based on the qualities of that child. If they see that they, first of all, they don't name their babies immediately. They give it time to let the child inform them to make that decision. If they see this is an industrious child or this is a strong child or this is a child who seems to have musical ability or something, then they name them something like she who sings or he who has strength or, you know, the same as Native Americans. They do that. They give you a name that actually has meaning that represents who you are. They don't just go with what sounds cute. They don't just put apostrophes all in a name like L apostrophe Roy and think that's cute. Like, my name isn't Leroy, it's Leroy. Like, boy, your name is Leroy. <laughs> I don't care how they tried to jazz it up. You are Leroy. So I'm just saying, you know, when it comes to a name, this sister just proved that companies like Target, they pay attention to that kind of stuff because she sure got turned down under the name Notori. That's interesting. But applied as Tori and put down that she was mixed. She got an interview just like that. I'm sure they were real surprised when she walked in there. <laughs> but I, that's all I'm saying tonight, you know. What's in the name? And, and that's sad, though, because I have said that sometimes when you fill the applications and they say other, I'm going to put other mm-hmm. because I'm all mixed. <laughs> so that's right. I'm saying. Yeah, you want my ethnicity? Right. I'm all of them. Right. And I'm I like Shaka Khan. I'm everyone. But to me, that should be a question that you ask. Yeah. That should be outlawed. You shouldn't ask to have that, you know, be able to ask Exactly. If racial quotas weren't right. a thing, then right. why does it matter? They say that you can't ask age, but then they ask for your birthday. Yeah. So they figure it out. Exactly. Right. So and like I said, thing. if racial quotas weren't the issue, then why do you need to know my ethnicity? Why can't you just look at my qualifications to decide if I am a fit for the job? It's the same thing, right? Yeah, Yeah, they all in cahoots. All right, Laura. I say go ahead and report. She's trying to figure out if that's grounds for discrimination or not. You know, she can't really prove it was discrimination necessarily. Although... Sounds like it to me. I would say talk to a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, they can tell you. Hey, they can tell you. You applied several times under this name, and all of a sudden, boop. Hey, yeah. There you not? go. All right. All right. We gotta keep it moving. Come on, mm. Papa. What you got? Oh man. What you got for living for the city? What's wow. in the city? What's going on in the city? Wow. You know, it was really interesting what you said, um, Red Wine, on that situation with uh. That segment. What was your main topic on that? It was uh, what's in a name. Yeah, what's in a name. But mm-hmm. but not only that, the aspect of the uh, yeah, the whole discrimination thing. Like I said earlier, with, with with black people as a whole, you know, unless we develop 
some type of real serious intellect, you know, because intellect is important. And when I say intellect, I'm not talking about lawyer intellect or stock market intellect or all that. But we just have to be intellectual within ourselves, you know, knowing just what's happening around us. I think sometimes young people, will, they feel proud by saying, I don't watch the news and stuff like that. Mm. They come out with statements that sound so mm. so superfluous. Mm. So if you don't watch the news, that means that you don't even know what's currently going on in the world. You don't know the heinous stuff that's going down. Now, now you can also be a, a person who watches the news too much. Okay, mm. now here's another level because I have a brother that this boy, can he can recite to me what's happening in his town for verbatim, I mean, yeah. how many people got murdered? Yo, we're up to 565 murders oh, in such and such town. I'm like, damn, you got that shit memorized? Wow. You know what I mean? That means you watching the news too freaking much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so back off, my brother. You know what I mean? so But but people that ain't watching the news at all, you know, we have to see the current things that are going on because that's what the news gives us, mm-hmm. current things going on. And, and I appreciate the fact on the Sesame Place thing how it's all over the world. Yeah. And now Sesame Place was a little a little place mm-hmm. in the pocket of yeah, Bucks big County. Big. Yeah. <laughs> they have been on blast. Yeah. And I got news for you. Everybody is working there with a little good job and like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs are based on people that know each other. Mm-hmm. The mother, the father, the sister, the brother, the oh that's such and such. Everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna start to be more inclusive. Sesame Place is gonna start hiring more people and say, Look, put a black person underneath that that person because mm-hmm. obviously a person wasn't black because hopefully black folks ain't running for or excluding their own people i hope not it so was surprising you got, somebody black underneath that no nah, it's not i'm here. sure it wasn't i'm sure it wasn't because and i've had experience like that in buff county myself i was in a red lobster one time and a young lady was waiting on me and but she came to a but then she went to these white folks two tables down and she says, hi, hi. Oh, he's cute. You know, about the little baby. She's just all over his laughing. But when she came to me and my table, my guest that was with me, it was all business. And I'm like, well, damn, either you don't have the black handbook or you just don't know how to just, just be yourself, young lady. I know you're 16, 17 years old, but I know your grandfather is probably racist as fuck. And then try to lay all kinds of negative shit about black people. But when you come in Red Lobster, you got to kill what Grandpa Adley done told you. Because he's fucked up. Mm. You know what I mean? But they don't realize that at 17 years old how bad their grandfather is. Mm. But anyway, so the whole thing in a nutshell is that um, that situation at, at uh, Sesame Place, I'm glad that a small place in a small community, which is very popular now, mm. and I've been there. It's it's a nice it's a nice environment, mm-hmm. you know. You really, it's almost it's, it's a very small scale Disney World because you really water rides and I mean it's just wide open, mm-hmm. but they've been undercover. Yeah. And that neighborhood is but they now they they're in the woods they're in the back. When you go to find them, you got to go in the back of the woods, you know, mm-hmm. around the little areas to find. So, oh, such mm-hmm. place is back here behind the mall, buried behind the wood. You ain't buried no more. Your ass is out front because I was watching streaming news. Mm-hmm. They was on streaming news. Streaming news. It's on everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay. It's a big deal. Yeah. All right now. Well, everybody's piggybacking off everybody. I'm going to piggyback. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um. Uh. Let's see. 
What was that theme song again? You know this song. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Thanks. Let's take it. All right. Here's Gattle. We piggyback on names. Quinta Brunson. If you guys are familiar with that, she's from Abbott Elementary, the series. She's going to star as Oprah. That's my girl. In the Weird Alphabet film. The um, this is a biopic on the um, on Weird Alkovich. Um What is this now? Weird Alkovich. Yakovich. Yakovich. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Weird Al. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. She's gonna star as Oprah. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, she scored a ton of Emmy nominations. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. He's gonna play um, Al Yankovic. Is weird out. Really? Yeah. You're going to play him. You should see the picture. Let me check him out. Okay. Online. Bronson, she set a new Emmys record, becoming the first black woman to receive three nominations in the comedy category in the same year. She also was the youngest black woman ever nominated in the comedy category at 32. Boy, girl. All right. So, y'all don't forget that name. Her name is Quinta Bronson. Okay. Also, her, Academy Award winning entertainer, her, um, has reached higher heights with her latest accomplishment as Belle in ABC's Beauty and the Beast. It's what? The 30th celebration. Cast of the first black and fallopian Belle, the 25-year-old artist, will take the stage before a live audience. Disney Studios just in time for the holiday season. Okay. He well, says, I will lead audiences to the world bell will never before seen musical performances celebrating and paying homage to the beloved tale. Um, okay. So this isn't Beauty and the Beast. This is Beauty and the Beast. This is the 30th year celebration. Oh, okay. Beauty and the Beast. Right. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a spinoff story about, about Belle. I can't believe to get... Okay. Uh, to be part of the Beauty and the Beast legacy, the world world will see a black and fallopian bell. The hard place singer express. I have always wanted to be a Disney princess. Really? And uh, get to work with um, two wonderful directors. All I right. would have never pegged her for wanting to be a Disney princess. But she is also in the um, play um, Color Purple. Well, mm. she's in that. Oprah. And you said, is it, she said it's Filipino? Is that what it is? The Filipino actress. Oh, I didn't realize she was Filipina. All this time I thought her was black. Or am I mixing this up? I thought she's... No, cast as the first black and Filipino belle. I guess she is. Okay, so she's black and Filipino. I didn't know that. Right. Okay. We just learned everything. I know. You couldn't tell? No. I thought she was black. She is, but Filipino is, is of color. Okay. Yeah. Finally, finally, Elvis showcases Presley's black music roots. Just in time for Black Music Month, the highly anticipated film Elvis is hitting theaters, shedding light not only on the man himself, but all his black musical influences. That has always been out there, but I guess Mm -hmm. people are starting to to know um, how he was influenced. In the film, Hank plays Elvis. Um... It was a huge impact on his career as um, the Memphis artist B.B. King, Little Richard, also Sister Rosetta Sparks. 
Mm-hmm. I saw play on Rosetta Tharp, mm-hmm. very instrumental in the um, blues uh, area. Absolutely. And from B.B. King to Bill Street, the city of Memphis, and its soul music scene play a vital part in the film. So is is this an Elvis film black folks can finally get, get into? Sure. Yeah, probably okay. so. We'll see. All right. It's already out. It came out June 24th. So. Oh. We shall see. Oh, I didn't know it came out that long. I was reluctant about seeing it. Now, maybe I might. I mean, you know. Mm. So. I'm not sold yet, but okay. <laughs> also, Monique. Monique announces Netflix special after settling a discrimination suit. Mm. Monique is back on good terms with Netflix after publicly slamming the a streamer in a new <laughs> settled lawsuit. The well, comedian the streamer of discrimination is now planning to film her first special for Netflix. It's coming out uh, July 19th. In a video posted on Netflix, Twitter, uh, can you all believe this shit? As her, this is Monique talking. Whoa. I done came. No, I cannot. Look, I done came on home to Netflix (laughs) to laugh. I'm so excited to share that uh, shooting Netflix series special. And she also um, got back with Lee Daniels. She's in a new Netflix uh, movie with Lee Daniels called The Deliverance. I thought she fell out with everybody. She did. But, I mean, it's about money right now. Okay. That's how I see it. It's about money. Okay. Um, also, Byron Allen purchases Black News Channel. Woo! Yeah, Byron Allen. Uh, Allen Media Group continues to grow as a multimedia company. is set to acquire the Black News Network for $11 million. Go ahead, That's brother. change to him. Go ahead, brother. Um, the Jackson Jaguars owner, billionaire Chad Kahn, he owned it. Mm. Um, it was born in bankruptcy court. Um, that was going on in that. July 11th at 5 o'clock. And Byron said, look, I'll take it. I'm going to write, look, I'll, I'm going to give you some cash, $11 yeah. million. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'll give you some money, cash, after you the rest. See what I'm saying? Um, $11 million. Is that what network? The Black yeah. News Network. You're right. The, black, the network has shut down in March 2022. Uh, by the previous owner after he invested $100 million to the company and assessed it had not lived up to his financial expectations. But you know, Byron Allen, your return is joining around. Come on, you know Byron that. Allen. You know that. He yes. your return is around. Yep. So where can I watch it? Mm-hmm. I'll watch that. If I'm not mistaken, if that was the network that's, um, what's the guy that was on BET? What is Bob Johnson? Nope. The guy that was on BET. Uh, uh, Tavis Smiley? No, it's another one. I can't think of his name. It's going to come back to me. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, last but not least, the Kennedy Center uh, Honors are scheduled to come on. We got George Clooney. Interesting. George Clooney. Soul legend, uh, Gladys Knight, um, and uh, Irish rock band YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what's up. Okay. They're going to be honored this time around. They're going to be honored this time around. Okay. Yep. So, interesting. Good for them. I mean, you, uh, uh, Gladys Knight, long overdue. Yeah, way oh, overdue. Also, Amy Grant. Yeah. Oh, Amy Grant. Okay. Yeah. The girlfriend got a lot of hits. Yeah. A lot That's of my hits. girl. I've been listening to her for a long time. Yeah, Amy, Amy Grant got it going on. She has a, she's, she's the Tori Carey, Tori Kelly. 
December the um the fourth. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, December the 4th. Okay. Okay. Early Tory. All right. That's Excellent. Wrap up. All right. Damn, got all kind of info. Again, we're not taking any calls tonight. So, thanks for hanging out with us on the pajama party. Right. Um, are we down to kiss it list? Yeah, okay. All right. Let's get it in. We're going to make it a quick one. Uh, Papa Didi, what's the kiss it list? Kiss it list of people to show their butt hiney. Over the last week or so, and uh, Secret Service. Start oh, off with them. Yes. Them jerk offs. Definitely put them on the kiss it list. Now, this is Donald Trump's Secret Service. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, not Biden's Secret Service. Uh-huh. Donald Trump's Secret Service? Yeah. And don't forget Trump himself. I don't think Biden's Secret Service even has cell phones. Oh, well, we leave Trump alone. I mean, his, his ex wife passed away. Someone is not Republicans that are that were trying to push all these laws to uh, try to put regulations on contraceptives. Really? Yeah, they tried it. So far, it hasn't gone anywhere, but they were trying it. Hmm. They're trying to link it to the whole abortion thing and oh when does God. life start and, well, then we should regulate oh. contraception. I'm like, so you just want the whole world overrun with kids that people weren't trying to have? Go sit down. Mm. Just go sit down. Um, anybody else? I can't think of anybody else right now. The 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 some service people that don't. Oh, folks from Los Angeles finally gave the damn land back. Oh yes, to the to the beach that was stolen. Natural born A double L. There you go. <laughs> oh, Target for not giving that woman an interview until she appeared okay. as a mixed. Uh, ethnic ethnic mm-hmm. person. But they definitely want. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, you know, when, on these applications, we need to start saying either other or put on their white shit. They don't know. Mm-hmm. That's oh, in no. our background shit. We all white mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. I, I just leave it blank. And also, like, too, I say another thing too. I tell people that like, when it comes to where you convicted of a felony, mm-hmm. put no. Let them find it. Yeah. Let yeah. Them find it. Let them find like, it. If you have oh, press, you go no. search it and find out. Did I put no? I meant to put yes. Mm-hmm. Damn, I am sorry. Yeah, I forgot about that I Bonnie and Clyde situation. I, I meant to put yes. That girl I was dealing with at the time, she was she messed me up, man. Yeah. Had me robbing banks. Had me robbing banks. She had robbing people. That coochie was so good, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. There you go. All right. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Kiss my entire
All right, welcome back to the John Pye One News Papa D. I'm here with Kettle Hello. and Red Wine. Oh, Swad, darling. All right, so. We're about to wrap it up and get on out of here. Yeah. What's your last so word, Papa Diddy? Glad we had this time together. Okay, that's your um, last word. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> My last word is, look, you know, and, and I tell the guy at, at, the, at, at the Home Depot, that I didn't mean to jump in your ass, but I did mean to jump in your ass. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, as I told Kettle earlier, I had to say to him, I don't mean no respect. When I jumped in his ass because I was mad. Because, you know, you're messing with my credit card. You're, you're jigging money on my shit. And you don't have that power, brother. You really don't. I don't know you from Adam. And my card has my name on it. My transaction has my name on it. And you hitting buttons like this is your fucking time. You wouldn't do that to white folks. I, I just want to say to people out there, my last word is please. If you in customer service, the customer is always right. The customer can get your ass fired. Because your boss don't give a shit about you. They really don't. To save the reputation of that store and that franchise, they will fire your black ass. It is. If the pressure's on you too much. So look, you know, be cool. Well, my last word is names mean something. And no matter what your name is, let your reputation precede your name. Mm-hmm. So whatever your name is, I don't care if it's shoe polish. Be a person that has a good reputation. Honor your word. Be about what you say you're about. And then people can get beyond whatever the name is and say, yeah, the name may be kind of crazy, but that person is an honest stand-up woman or man, and they, they honor their word. So let's, let's, let's let our name and our reputation both mean something. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? My last word is a couple of things. Um, I, I failed to mention Tanya Kersey. She was the founder of the um, Hollywood Black Film Festival. Um, she just died recently. Um, we've been learning a lot of stuff tonight. So she launches back in 98. So check out the Hollywood Black Film Festival. Her name is Tanya Kersey. Oh, okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, and also, um, let's see, Ivanka Trump. They had services and everything for her. So our hearts and prayers go out to her family and, you know, even though 45 was ex-husband, but anyway. Um, And uh, I'm going to turn it up this weekend. It's my birthday month. Uh What? But I'm going to turn it up. We we kind of started already tonight with this rare breed wild turkey, so... Okay. We're going to turn it up. we turn it up right now. So, um, happy birthday. Get on birthday. out of here. Twerk it up. Twerk yes, it up. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Woo! Happy oh. birthday, Kettle. Well, thank you. We're going to celebrate for at least two or three weeks. All right, there, there we go. That's what's up. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that's it for us. Yep. We're going to say goodnight and start the turn up. Right. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. And goodnight. It's time for the turn up. Catch y'all later. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
Party cool, people will be cool. No 